This is Podcast Junior. I'm Piper Clem, publisher of the Plaidhorse Magazine, and on today's episode, we continue our reading of Showstride's book for Testing Friendships. I hope you'll come join us a few times a week, and if you like what you hear, all five Showstride's books are currently available on Amazon. The Plaid Horse presents Showstride's Book 4, Testing Friendships, by Piper Clem and Rennie Dybel, read by Piper Clem. Chapter 8. When Tally was little, her parents had a cat named Frankie who liked to watch everything Tally did. And when he was in the mood, he'd rub his head on her leg and relish whatever pets and cuddles she'd give him. Obi immediately reminded her of that cat. All three sets of cross ties were occupied, so Tally started grooming Obi in his stall. As she worked some mud out of his right front hoof with her hoof pick, Obi rested his chin gently on her back. Instantly, Tally was reminded of Goose doing the same thing. It had startled her the first time he did it, but with Obi it felt like a sweet, familiar gesture. She took her time picking out Obi's right front hoof, enjoying the closeness of the horse's company. Not knowing whether this new horse would enjoy a good curry, Tally selected her softer grooming gloves and went over Obi's coat slowly to start. He barely blinked as she did, so she applied more pressure and he turned to watch her again. There was something so kind and gentle in his expression. After a once-over with both her stiff and soft brushes, Tally closed and latched Obi's stall door. He lifted his head and neck over the door to continue watching her. In the tack room, Tally opened the corner tack trunk, marked with a cursive L on the nameplate, and found a bridle, a square saddle pad, size 48 girth, and a fuzzy half pad. She fished around to see if there was a martingale, or boots, or anything else the horse might wear to be ridden, but she came up empty. There were two folded blankets at the bottom of the trunk, plus an old leather halter. Tally ran her finger along the side, already thinking about how much she wanted to condition the leather to soften it up. The nameplate read, Oceanfront. Back at Obi's stall, Tally fastened the harness on her helmet, a trick she learned back in the days of summer horse camp. The instructor told them to always fasten their harness before tacking up. That way, they could be sure they wouldn't forget to do it by the time they were mounted. Tally placed the square pad on Obi's back, the half pad on top of that, and started to lift her saddle off her hip when Ryan walked by Obi's stall. Tally, what are you doing? He nearly shouted. Tally froze. Tacking up, she said, her voice barely above a whisper. That horse is loose in his stall without even a halter on. You don't know him at all, Tally. You never, ever put the saddle on first with the loose horse. You have no way of controlling him if something went wrong. What if he spooked or tried to kick? What would you do? Tally placed her saddle in the corner of the stall and looked down at her feet. She hadn't even thought about whether to put the saddle or the bridle on first. Why are you tacking up in the stall anyway? All three cross ties were full when I was grooming him. I guess I'm just so used to doing the saddle first when the horses are on the cross ties that I... Did it here too, Tally said. 
That's muscle memory, but you can't get complacent around horses. You have to think each and every time about how you're going to go about these things. See this? Ryan pointed at the metal ring on the stall wall. The whole point of having one of these in the stall is so that you can tie up your horse while you handle him in the stall. Do you know how to tie a quick release knot? Tally nodded, the tears in her eyes threatening to spill over. Look, I'm being hard on you because this is so important, Ryan said. I need to review all kinds of safety precautions with you guys. You can never take anything for granted with horses, and you always have to be thinking about what could go wrong and position yourself accordingly, okay? Tally nodded again, quickly swiping under her eyes. If you don't tie him in the stall, at least put the bridle on first. Then you have the reins over the neck to control him if things go sideways while saddling. Got it? Got it, Tally said with a sniff. Makes sense. I just didn't think it through. Last time it'll happen, Ryan replied with a hint of a smile. I'm going to make all of my riders better horsemen and horsewomen with these safety lessons. Up at the ring, Tally waited with Obi as a girl named Lauren got on Scout, one of the school horses. As Lauren swung her right leg above the saddle, Scout took a step forward. Lauren, halt! Ryan said, using the same tone he'd used with Tally at Obi's saw. What was wrong with that mount? Tally thought back on Mac's accident. Didn't Joey do the same thing, walking off from the mounting block before Mac had gotten fully into the saddle? I'm not sure, Lauren answered, looking as shell-shocked by Ryan's reaction as Tally had felt at the barn. Everyone walk your horses into the center, Ryan called out. The three horses and riders, schooling in the outdoor ring, walked over, joining Tally and Lauren. Things change starting today with the way we mount, he began. Too many horses begin walking off before the rider is fully in the saddle. Everyone knows what happened to Mac a few days ago, right? All five riders nodded. Tally caught Isabel's eye and they exchanged a knowing glance. That accident might have been prevented if Joey stood at the mounting block as a habit. But he walked off before Mac was in the saddle, just like this horse did, which put Mac in a precarious spot with no chance to stay on when he spooked. Ryan stood next to Scout while Lauren dismounted and climbed up the mounting block once again. I'll stand here for each of you until this becomes a habit for every horse in the barn. Go ahead and get on. It took a couple tries before Scout stood calmly next to the block without Ryan holding his head, waiting until Lauren cued him to walk. You can stay light in your seat, don't sit down hard, but make him hold that halt until you've got both feet in your irons and you're ready to walk off. That's better, Lauren. Tally, you're up. Tally followed Ryan's instructions and Obi watched Ryan closely. Good, Ryan said as Tally mounted a motionless Obi. She settled softly into the saddle. Now you can walk out to the rail. Tally squeezed his sides and Obi ambled off toward the long side. She squeezed again to get a more forward walk, but nothing happened. Once on the rail, Tally tried thumping with her left leg and then her right. She'd read that was a good way to get more animation out of a horse's walk. Nothing. Well, this was new. 
Tally, we're just gonna do a little flatting today to get a feel for this one, okay? Walk around, go in between the jumps, let him see the ring. Tally steered Obi around all the jumps. He was as quiet as the school horses she'd ridden, so it made sense that he'd ended up in a lesson program. But his rubber snaffle told a different story. This horse had a soft, sensitive mouth. Go ahead and trot down that long side, Tal. Let's see what we've got. Tally asked, asked again, then asked more firmly for Obi to trot. When he picked up the new gate, Tally was delighted at how floaty and smooth it felt, not at all bouncy. Not enough. Let's get more impulsion, said Ryan. Pose softly, better. Aha, he told on you there, didn't he? After just half a lap of posting trot, Ovi had quickly downshifted back to the walk without any input from Tally. Your shoulders got ahead of his shoulders, so he took that as an invitation to break. Don't use your upper body to keep him moving forward. Use your leg. Try again. Tally worked harder in the next 15 minutes and she'd worked on her last few horses altogether. Obi was sweet and kind as can be, but his preferred speed seemed to be about three miles per hour. Ryan called Tally into the center of the ring and explained that when a horse had significant time off, as Obi had, they would lose a lot of their fitness, and fast. Obi would have to be eased slowly back into work. Let's just get a little canner out of him before we quit for today, Tal. He seemed to prefer the left lead when I rode him, so track left. You can ask from the trot if you want. Sit up tall. Don't beg with your body. Tally sat lightly as Obi trotted, then signaled him to pick up his left lead canner with her outside leg. Nothing. Holding herself upright, she upgraded her squeeze to a thump on his side. Still nothing. Sit up taller, you're asking with your shoulders again, called Ryan. Tally felt herself start to bounce around in the saddle. She slowed Ovi to a walk to reorganize. Taking a deep breath, she asked for the trot and then the canter again. There, there, hold that, stay light in your seat. Ovi skipped across the ground, his canter as comfortable as his trot. Maybe even more comfortable. But they didn't make it very far. The second Tally relaxed her leg pressure, Obi was happy to break to the trot again. That's all right, Tal, let him walk, Ryan said. Tally wiped her face with the back of her glove. She was covered in sweat. She could feel Obi breathing hard underneath her. We'll get him back into shape one day at a time, Ryan said, and in the meantime, you have to ask correctly or he won't give it to you. This horse is going to fine-tune your aids, huh? Tally laughed to herself under her breath. Sure, something like that. That night, she sat out on her deck overlooking the backyard while her mom grilled burgers and corn. James, Tally's mom called out to her dad, can you bring me the hamburger buns? Tally frowned in her seat as she watched a group of birds gather in the big pine tree at the back of their yard. It was very rare to have a bad day at the barn. It put her in a bad mood for the rest of the night. Tally's dad opened the sliding door and handed Stacy a package of hamburger buns before sitting down in the chair next to his daughter. Why the long face, he asked her. Tally shrugged. You know you're not getting away with that as an answer, her dad said dryly. 
It was just a bad day. Ryan yelled at me, and then I got this new project horse who I couldn't even get to canter, said Tally. I was so tired from my shift for Brenna that I let the wheelbarrow tip over and it took me forever to clean up. I couldn't do anything right today. Her father gazed out over the backyard. What did Ryan yell about? I was just tacking up in the stall. It wasn't a big deal. Then why did he yell? Tally crossed her arms. Because it was technically dangerous, I guess, to put the saddle on first without a halter or bridle on the horse. Tally's dad was quiet. He's probably just worried after what happened to Mac, Tally continued. He's looking for things to yell about. It sounds to me like he's looking to make everyone safer. Working with horses is all about habits, right? And if you can improve the habits that make you safer, you'll be better off, don't you think? Tally liked it better when her dad didn't know anything about horses. After dinner outside, Tally was in a slightly better mood. She called Mac, who was getting antsy about not being able to ride. Tally told her about struggling to canter on Obi. He's really that lazy? Mac asked. Ryan said it's partly because he's out of shape. He's really sweet, though. I don't think he put his ears back once, even with me flopping and kicking up there trying to get him to canter. Mac giggled. I'm sure you weren't flopping. Hey, my mom is going to drop me off at the barn for like an hour on Friday to watch Maggie ride Joey. Will you be there? Yes, Tally said. I'm so excited you're coming out. Me too. It feels like it's been a year. I'll see you then. Do you have a list of goals that you want to achieve with your horse? Are you taking time to build your mental skills in and out of the ring? There is so much information available at your fingertips with a subscription to the Plaid Horse magazine. You can find riding and training advice from top judges and trainers, grooming tips to keep your horse looking their best, and health information from top veterinarians and farriers to keep your horse feeling their best. All of this information and so much more can be found in one place, delivered straight to your door, with a print subscription to the Plaid Horse magazine. Subscribe at theplaidhorse.com slash subscribe. That's theplathorse.com slash subscribe. To learn more about anything we've discussed on today's show, visit theplathorse.com. You can find show notes at theplathorse.com slash listen. Follow The Plaid Horse on all the social medias. You can subscribe to the print edition of The Plaid Horse magazine at theplathorse.com slash subscribe. Please rate and review the podcast anywhere you listen to it. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends. I will see you at the ring. Thank you.